Today is Mother's Day, and we say God bless you to all our mothers. Every daughter of God, every woman of God, we say God bless you. Hallelujah. As we come before the Lord today, it's just coincidental that we are also teaching at this time on, on families. So what a day to be in God's house and in God's presence to, to receive what the Lord has for us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we bless your name this morning. We give you thanks and praise. We honor you. We glorify you. We exalt you. We give you all the glory because your name is holy and worthy to be praised. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Last week we looked at God's idea. God's idea for family. And we basically concluded by saying that learning the art of family makes you a better member of the family. So learning the art of family as a husband or as a man makes you a better husband. Learning the art of family as a woman makes you a better wife. Learning the art of family as a child makes you a better child. There will be time for them. Yeah. Um, we're already airborne. We're already airborne. Amen. Amen. So, God's idea of a family is to make us better. If you walk about without any sense of family or relationship or responsibility, you do not even have self-worth or self-value. And a lot of times when people commit certain acts or suicide or are involved in certain crimes, they say nobody cares about them. They say their friends don't like them. They just don't have a sense of relationship or identity. So God created the family to put us in there to give us that sense of worth and purpose and identity. Because God has discovered you as important to his will, to doing his will. So what is God's mind for the world? He has you as a part. That's why you are part of the family. Therefore, I speak to anyone today that you are precious in God's eyes. Amen. You are important to God's plans and ideas because God has positioned you in the center of his will. Amen. Amen. So, structures of the family we we'll look at today. 
structures of the family. Let's go to Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2 verse 24. Structures of the family. It says, for this purpose a man will leave his father and shall join to his wife and they shall become one flesh. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and they will become one flesh. For what reason is he saying for this reason? For this reason is the reason of God putting together a family. The reason for God putting together a family, we, we saw that last week. Family is the place to obey God's word. Family is the place to exercise self-control or to learn self-control. Family is the place to, to learn and show true love. True love of God, true love of neighbor. Family is the place for true worship. Family is the place for true fellowship. So he said, for this reason, a man will leave his father and be joined to his wife. Not be joined to his partner. Not be joined to his husband, but his wife. And you cannot claim a description for yourself if you were not in the original picture. In God's original creation, he had male and female. He didn't have transgender. So he addresses the wife as a female. So if you change your sex today, that wife cannot apply to you. That description cannot apply to you. It only applies to those who were made by God in that way. So the first structures of the family is a coming together. It's a unity. It's a oneness. They will come together and be one flesh. Our worship of God has to come out of one heart, one purpose one idea that we love the Lord and for that reason we shall leave friends we shall leave so many things in order to be united with God's purpose and plan in our lives God's idea was that the family will always be one when you start from Genesis, you don't hear that Adam divorced Eve. You don't hear that there was any divorces between, between Genesis 1 and the time they came out of Israel, out of Egypt. 
Divorce is only mentioned beginning in Deuteronomy. That is at the giving of the law when they were in the wilderness. When they had come out of Egypt. So perhaps divorce maybe was something they learned once in Egypt. So God's idea and intention has always been one family. Matthew 19.25 Some people came to Jesus and asked him, so what happens if you have to divorce your wife? Jesus said, Moses said this because of the hardness of your heart. So you see, it all began with Moses in the wilderness. Not because Moses endorsed it, but if you had six million people who were always battling you with problems, you had to find a solution for them. He said, okay, if your wife doesn't, then give them a bill of divorce. He said, but in the beginning, it was not so. In the beginning, it was not so. So God's original idea was that the family will stay together as one. The enemy gets in to fragment us and to frustrate us and to cause us to get into positions where we then can break the covenant. But God's idea is that the covenant is kept and is honored and is maintained to his glory. So today, we can only aspire to do God's will. We can only pray. We can only say, God, keep us in your will. And even now, man has gone further. Man has now gone further. And now we have cohabitation. We have civil partnerships. We have all different shades. But God's idea is what we must preserve. That is why if we are a family, we must begin to activate God's will. God's idea of the family is that there has to be true worship. And we have to exhibit that. There has to be true fellowship. There has to be self-control. There has to be obedience to God's word. And we have to exhibit those things. Hallelujah. Because we are the only witness left to the world today. We are the only witness. So I'm speaking to mothers, fathers, uncles, nieces, nephews, aunties, that if we grasp God's idea of family, we'll be better aunties, we'll be better nieces, we'll be better husbands, because you will see that your role as a husband or a father or a mother or an auntie is that you promote God's will. Now, we are not saying this to say everybody should be married or everybody must be married. Some people have the gift of not marrying and some people just have the choice of not marrying. And some people just don't marry for their own reasons. Now, all we are saying is wherever you find yourself, you're still part of the family. Amen. The family of God. Amen. And whatever you can do, if it was your own biological family, you can still do to the wider 
well. Praise the Lord. So we have this challenge today to preserve structures. And they are not just structures, they are God's idea. Will you preserve God's plan? If God gave you, if an architect gave you a building plan, would you just get home and put it in your bin? Well, if you was buying a house and they sent you the, the plans, would you just dump it somewhere? You keep it. You keep it because that is your claim to the property. So God has given us his plan. We have to keep it. We have to guard it. That is our claim to the family of God, to the inheritance that God has for us. That is why family is worth fighting for. That is why family is worth every ounce of our being, every energy we have is worth us fighting for it. It's worth us praying that God make us one, make us a people. If, if, if families are hurting, it's worth us having a prayer time to say, God heal this family again. Because that is God's plan. I said to you before how some families are rich and wealthy because they have a succession plan when they pass on the wealth to generations so they create multi-generational wealth. So they pass the wealth on to their, to their next generation and those families are always going up and up. It's the same thing. We need to pass on the wealth of the knowledge of God to our families. Amen. So if you understood Somehow the world always gets ahead of the church. If the church had understood that we are supposed to pass this on to the next generation, we would always make sure that in our family line there are people who are on fire for God, who are serving God. And that preserves, that preserves the proclamation of the word. So, in the priestly heritage, from the tribe of Levi, they were supposed to be priests. They were made that way. But in the new covenant, God said, we are a royal priesthood. We are made that way to preserve God's plans and ideas. Hallelujah. We can preach about everything else. But the only thing we cannot do anything about is that time still catches up with everything. Time catches up with everything. Whether it's technology, whether it's money. If you had one million ten years ago, Chances are it won't be one million now because inflation and other things would have affected time catches up with it. But if you have faith in Jesus 10 years ago, chances are today you are an even better believer. Amen. If you had Jesus in your life 10 years ago, chances are today you are seeking more to do God's will. And that is what our heart desire is, that we will continue to propagate 
God's purpose, God's plan, God's idea, God's will. It is something you can't you can't get tired of. It's just it's just something that has to be part of you that keeps happening. That keeps happening. So Abraham is called the father of many nations. Why? Because from the faith that came out of him, he birthed many other people. So that through Isaac and Jacob and then the nations and then the Lord Jesus Christ, all of that line. The gift of faith, the inheritance of faith, the seed of faith. So if we are serving God today, we have to be serving God for ourselves and for the next generation. For our children, for our children's children. We have to live an inheritance. We have to worship God with our resources and even leave inheritance and wills for the work of God. For the kingdom of God. Charities rely on donors and families. People to leave their will for them. Legacy, they have it. And they, people donate like there's no tomorrow. Some people even donate to cats and dogs. But God is not raising you as a family to make your donation to cats and dogs. Well, if you love cats and dogs, you can do something for them, but if whatever you donate to cats and dogs outweighs what you give to the kingdom of God, then well, that's, that's not God's will. Hallelujah. Amen. Therefore, God saves us into a family. God created us into a family. So, God puts us in a church as a family. So what can the family of God put together? What can the family of God pull out? Have we got to the stage where we would say, I shall leave mine. Father and mother and then unite to God's idea and God's agenda. Now let's remember this. That in God's scheme of things, we have a, a vision or a purpose that He has for us to accomplish. And most of the time, even in business, what you do is you, even when you started your own business, you still join some associations. Even if you are. If you're a street singer, you may join Street Singers Association. Everything is like that because in the power of unity. So if you have any gifting, any blessing, that is why you become part of a church family. So that in the multitude of counseling, there is safety. That is why you become part of the body so that in the corporate prayers then you also increase in the multitude of our encouragement then you grow then you expand and that is God's idea that the family will grow and expand so he gave Abraham Isaac 
But then he said, you are father of many nations. And through Isaac, God has made Abraham the father of many nations. So your gifting or your grace or your salvation. Now let me talk about the salvation because when I talk about gifting, it's like some special people, some special talent. No. Do you have salvation? Do you have salvation? Yes. It is a gift. Did you know it? Yes. Salvation is a gift. Okay. Now, what is salvation? What is salvation? You are saved? Yes. Healed. Healed. Delivered. Blessed. Blessed. Empowered. Empowered. Anointed. What what is salvation? Total deliverance. Forgiven. Redeemed by his blood. See? Salvation is a gift. In fact, the forgiven and the redemption is one part of it. The forgiving and the redemption is the door to enter into the city of salvation. The forgiving and the redemption is the pass to go on the team. So when you have the oyster, you can travel anywhere. That is what salvation, the forgiven is the pass. But salvation itself includes healing, deliverance, prosperity, grace. It's all salvation. It's all salvation, but the redemption is the ticket to enter it. That's right. Amen. 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 So when once we have the ticket, God then if you have an oyster ticket and it's sitting in your room, you keep looking at it. I've got my oyster, you know. The oyster won't do anything until you take it to the ticket or to the bus. So sometimes we said, yes, we have been saved, healed, and delivered. But until we join the company of believers, until we go on the trip, on the bus, on the tube, until we come together, our salvation is not exploring anything. It's not exploring anything. Our salvation becomes relevant when we can put it together in a unit, in a group. So you come with your gift, I come with my gift, we connect together, then we can go further on a journey. That is the gift God gives us as a family when we gather. So for this reason, you will leave your house, I will leave my house, and then we shall become one flesh. Family is very important to God. Family is very important to God. And if you realize the way the Lord Jesus interacted with his disciples the whole time, he always have time for the multitude and always have time for the disciples in private. So family fellowship is important. Church fellowship is important. When people say, I pray on my own and 
they don't understand salvation. You can't travel in your room. You sit in, you say, oh, I don't need to go to the bus station to go anywhere. I can be in my room. That's exactly what some people tend to think. But to go on a journey, you need to move. That is why he said the man must move. The man must make a step. The man must move, take an act of obedience. As a church family, we have to take an act of obedience. We have to move. We have to take a step. We have to be bold. Praise the Lord. My emphasis will not be so much on what the world is doing today in relation to marriage. My emphasis will be on what the church should be doing to be a family. What the world does doesn't matter if we are doing what God wants us to do. If we are keeping to God's word, if we are not shaken, if we are not moved, the world will come and learn from us. But now the world is leading us. So the world makes us afraid because we are not obeying God's word. Sometimes physically maybe there was a family gathering, family meeting, or family function, family days, family that. If we apply that same diligence and say, God, we have now come as a family for you to, to bless us. One time the Lord Jesus was teaching, they came and said, your mother and your brothers are looking for you. He said, those who are listening to me now are my mother and my brothers. We want to take the well. We want to impact the nations. We want our life to count when we are out of this life. And it will be so sad that you spent your whole time in a family you hated and therefore didn't contribute, didn't do anything, and you just got upset with everybody and you spent your life just wishing it away. What are you going to tell God? I never liked that family you gave me. Like Adam said to him, the woman you gave me, I told you, you know, um, that won't save you. That won't save you. I came to tell you, enjoy life. Enjoy God's way. Enjoy your family. Enjoy God's family. Amen. Enjoy the union. Enjoy the fellowship. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Because you have you have too much to give than to worry about what someone is done or not given. You are described as flowing rivers of water. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of water. 
That means there's a well within you which will never run dry. So you have too much to give out. And if you are not giving out, some people think, oh, if I give too much, I'll, I'll lose it. You will get more. It will keep flowing, overflowing, overflowing, abundance. It will keep flowing. It will keep flowing. Because it's not you. You surrender to the will of the Father and He is going to keep pouring it through you. Pouring it through you. Amen. Amen. We pray that we are a family that other families would want to be part of. We pray that we are the family that says we want God's will to be done, to be manifested. It doesn't matter what is happening at present. We want to stay connected and united as a family. We want to be one family. The principles that God gave is that in family there is commitment. There is commitment. The man will leave and join to his wife and there has to be commitment for them to become one flesh. And when they are one flesh, then they can exercise dominion and authority. So Bible says, if two shall agree as touching anything, the same will be done in heaven. If they come together in agreement, the power of oneness in the in the family of God, in the power of the Holy Spirit. I could address this sermon to the to the well, to the latter well, but I said that's not my focus because there's a place to address them, but the important thing is that. When the world comes into our midst, they see that this is the true family of God. Amen. And we want to be part of God. So today you are my brother, you are my sister. We have the same blood of Jesus. Amen. So if we go for a DNA testing, it will all come back with the same traits. They are one father. One Father. Oh, hallelujah. One Father. So may that bond. But you see, having one Father doesn't necessarily mean you'll be one. You can just ask Cain and Abel. They had one Father and even one mother. But Cain was a different species. But I pray that there will be many more Abel's that have the understanding and the revelation that God has for his house, that God has for his family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you part of God's family? Are you part of the wonderful family? Are you excited to be called the family of God? All we thank the Lord. Amen. There is provision. 
there is joy, there is abundance in the family. Praise the Lord. Let's stand to our feet right now. You just want to think for a moment. Think about your own physical family. Why did God put you in that family? Why did God give you that name? Why were you born where you were born? Let's think for a moment. If your family was meant to be a curse, why did God have to put you there? If God put you in the midst of a curse, he must have given you the antidote. Mm. You know, that some people were born in some wild families. Abraham, Abraham, he wasn't, he wasn't a Jew. He was from Iraq. That God called him out. So wherever you are, it means you are the empty. said weep not because the lion of the tribe of Judah has broken the, the sea. Weep not. Because no one was found worthy. There have been, there have been cyclical things happening in your family. No one has been able, no one is worthy. But I said weep not because the lion of the tribe of Judah, he has taken the seal and broken it. So we are part of the family of the lion of the tribe of Judah. So we have a deliverer, we have a big brother who can open the seal, who can crack the code, who can break the code. I want you to connect to the family of the of the tribe of Judah right now. The Lord Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. And you have an inheritance with the Lord Jesus Christ. That that same grace will come upon you in the name of Jesus. That any shackle that is holding you back, it shall be broken. You shall be set free in the name of Jesus. There will be a turnaround. There will be weeping no more. When your name is mentioned, when your family is mentioned, there shall be joy because God is going to use you as the antidote to change the situation. Well, his father said, well, 
If your God is powerful, leave my son alone. Let your God himself do what you are doing. It is time to begin to smash certain things. The enemy has loosed us traps against us. In the name of Jesus. The glory of your family be manifested and be revealed in the name of Jesus. The purpose of your family be revealed in the name of Jesus. Do you know that we have families who are also experts in crime? Yeah. It's like for them, they are first time criminals. It's just what they do. It's in their blood. The devil also has his purpose. But for us, we shall stand that the glory of God be manifested in the name of Jesus. You will be the intercessor. You will be the husband. You will be the wife. You will be the child. You will be the auntie. You will be the mother. That brings about a change. In the name of Jesus. That shakes the kingdom of darkness. May you be the first to go through barriers. May you be the first to score something accolades. May you be the first. May your generation be the generation of deliverance. Whatever has happened is in the past. It doesn't matter no more. As long as you are now on the scene, things must change. You are on the scene. Things must change. Begin to cry unto God. Begin to open your voice. Begin to say, from today, like people smash the idols in the father's house. As they are young in the picture now, things must change in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, my to your sons. 
And when Zelophehad had died, Zelophehad had only had daughters. He had no sons. So the inheritance was about to pass to his cousins and uncles and the other side. The daughters of Zelophehad gathered and went to Moses, the man of God, and said, Moses, our father stood with you. Our father had a testimony. Therefore, for the sake of our father, oh, yes. let this inheritance come to us. And Moses said, the daughters of Zelophehad said, right. They shall receive the inheritance. God can bypass family systems and cycles and change destinies. In the name of Jesus, I pray today the anointing of the warrior upon your life. In the name of Jesus, like the daughters of Zelophehad, may you take possession. May you take possession. Everything that is in your father's heart, that is in your family, that is condemning, may you speak. May you speak. In the name of Jesus, I anoint you with the authority of the warrior to declare right now with the sword of the spirit. Let it come upon you now. Take authority. Let the sword of the feet possess and speak and let it be heard in the name of Jesus. Those that despise your sayings shall come to you and shall hear you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We bind and we rebuke fear or uncertainty. Let it leave you right now. We pray that the Lord will bless you also in the area of marriage. In the name of Jesus, we pray that your mind will be at ease. In the name of Jesus, in every deep patterns, we break it, we catch it, we modify it right now. In the name of Jesus. Be afraid no more. You are anointed. You are warrior. In the name of Jesus. 